Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Botox Cosmetic, Autobotulinum Toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. We birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but if, but candidly, that that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. It, it was so egregious and insulting, and everything that we talk about about the founding of this country. <laughs> Europeans did not found found this country. Did he say whitey? Oh, honey, honey, tuckums. Is this really about me fixating on race? Or is it about you fixating on race? The CDC is being cautious and wants to be sure that it is not spreading bulls around during a global pandemic like a frozen dinner duke with a TV show. Uh, our administration immediately jumped into action to address the influx of migrants at the border, something that began during and was exacerbated by the Trump administration. There you go, by the way. If you are stuck in a border facility somewhere in the South and you are underage and wondering what your future holds... Too bad, unfortunately. It is. I thought a truck just ran into the house. Hey, <laughs> Sarah, it did. It is, uh, yes, a truck of sorts just ran into the house. Uh, yes, you're screwed if you are on the border, and uh, that is a life. Uh, sorry about that. The, they, the administration has moved on. They have now gone from trying to uh, convince you that the entire border crisis will be. Uh, will be remedied by engaging with Central America in the uh, Northern Triangle and buying them new cool neighborhoods to now just saying, uh, we don't know what to do, uh, Trump's fault. Uh, sorry about that. So that's over. But it, Oops, sorry, I have your mic killed because the banshee is uh, shouting next to you. Well, were they not aware that uh, part of being president is that you have to solve the problems that exist when you 
come into office? Uh, no, that was not. No, they don't that, have to fix things if it, was, if they started under Trump. Trump had the, the, was was not nice to them during the transition. Didn't give them mm-hmm. the resources they needed. So now it is um that's over. That's the border stuff is just over. The so things that over. are Trump's fault, they just that they don't have to deal with that. Yes, anymore? anything existed well as a challenge when Trump was president now is not their fault. So for instance, uh, the vaccine rollout is now uh, is now um, flaccid. Uh, mm-hmm. And people are more reticent to take it, and that is Trump's fault. He uh, he in- planted the seeds of doubt, and also they were um, they had to start from the. Anyway, that's not the point. I want to start. Uh, be- whenever you have audio of Don Lemon being very upset, you know mm-hmm. it's going to be a fun day, and I want to have fun today. Today is fun day, Alice. Mm-hmm. We're gonna have fun. We're not gonna get uh, mired down in cancelable. Uh, discussions and debates and your right. your theocratic puritanism that you're hinting with your new venture, Alice, will not raise its ugly head. The new show I is am, not going to be a religious show I primarily, to, who, by who, the way. Nobody but, knows. The Iranian Revolution was supposed to be a peaceful and good time. You know what? This is so perfectly fine timed. <laughs> we were all ready to go. Hold on one second. One second, one second. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll play it. Let me play you a some music here while I uh, just make a entre- entreaty to mm-hmm. some folks somewhere else. When I wake up in the morning, love, and the sunlight hurts my eyes. Nothing was said. Nothing was said. <laughs> okay, so if you missed it, and you, you probably did miss it. This is really... <sighs> a couple of weeks ago... Rick Santorum, the former senator and presidential candidate and renowned um, Catholic, devout Catholic, uh, Rick Santorum was speaking at the YAF convention, the Young America's Foundation convention. And, well, as part of his uh, talk, he said this. You think about this country. I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe and they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. If you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China and Turkey and places like that, they've all sort of changed over time. I mean, they've been they've been there for for millennia in many cases and their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We, we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, if, but candidly, that, that, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Okay, so that's the piece that got him in trouble. There isn't enough of Native American culture in American culture. Um, I apologize for that, by the way. During that entire cut, Alice was probably not able to hear anything. Did you hear? I heard. Alice, you're, uh, you're, um, how do I say this? Your physical visage looks, um, fairly marvelous. <laughs> Thank you, sweetie. You're welcome. Uh, okay, let's play it again. If you think about this country, I don't know of any other country in the world that was settled predominantly by people who were coming to practice their faith. 
They came here because they were not allowed to practice their particular faith in their own country. And so they came here mostly from Europe. And they set up a country that was based on Judeo-Christian principles. If you think of other countries like Italy and Greece and China. and So far we're keeping up, right? Mm -hmm. They came here for religious uh, reasons to practice right. their religion that they wanted based on Judeo-Christian principles. Mm -hmm. We get that. So far, so good. Turkey and places like that. They've all sort of changed over time. I mean, they've been they've been there for cent for millennia in many cases, and their culture has sort of evolved over time. But not that's other countries, but not here. Yeah. He's saying not us. We came here and created a blank slate. We we birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but in, but candidly, that that. There isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Okay, so I see now, listening to it again, he said, we came from nothing. There was nothing here. Then he catches himself. Wait, no, there were American, Native Americans here, but they didn't contribute to the founding culture. We birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but in, but candidly, that that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Okay. So, so before we get to this, mm -hmm. so this is the end of the world. Everybody wants him fired off of CNN, all sorts of the, the bleep is hitting the fan. As we'll hear in a moment, mm -hmm. Don Lemon is, uh, is hyperventilating. <laughs> Many other people are. And this is the end. This just shows racist, racist, racist xenophobe, genocide, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. But with what he says, with the particular thing, the, the grievance that people have. We birthed a nation. From nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but in, but candidly, that that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Okay, so <laughs> before I get to the stupidity of the other arguments, I want to hear about what you think of this. So I think it's ironic because I think if he had just left Native Americans out of it and mm -hmm. said we birthed a nation from nothing, I think that would have been a lot less controversial. But because he tried to, because then he thought, oh, maybe it's bad that I said we birthed a nation from nothing, then he tried to drag in the Native Americans and that made it worse. Right. Well, worse on the merits or worse in today's world? Worse of in today's world. Because okay. he's not... So there's this phenomenon that's happening now where because so much of what used to be called political correctness and is now, I guess, called wokeness, right, is all about knowing what the thing is that you're supposed to say right now. So it's like he realized that it was bad to say that, you know, Europeans built America from nothing. And then he decided to... Like, oh, shoot, I better, like, add that Native Americans were here and acknowledge that I know that there wasn't nothing here, you know. But it would have been better if he hadn't even brought that up because now he's running afoul of new rules that he wasn't aware of. Sure, but this one line We here, birthed a nation not from nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but, in, but candidly, that... that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. But candidly, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Right. So that's the penalty. So is there not much Native American culture in American culture? I mean, and like this is sort of a spoiler alert because I've listened to what he then said to Chris mm -hmm. Cuomo and Don Lemon later. There are aspects of Native American culture in American culture, sure. I mean, particularly, you know, textiles and art in the Pacific Northwest and in 
you know, Plains Indian culture. Like a lot of this has come into American culture aesthetically. But in American political culture, in American... Yeah, but he's not... He didn't Mm -hmm. delineate as to what... Right, but I mean, I think... I think in general, when people think of American culture, they're thinking about, you know, what what was here post-Native American, post-Columbus, right? When we talk about American culture. Well, right. Well, because, well, there was, well, first of all, and this is where it gets this. See, there's a good conversation to be had here and a great mm-hmm. debate and argument. Unfortunately, it fell into the hands of utter morons immediately <laughs> who created a huge cluster bleep battle royale of idiocy with mm-hmm. all sorts of uh, uh, ancillary charges going around. So, that's not like a bird being attacked. There's guinea fowl yelling about something. So, it, 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 does Native American culture play into culture that we see today? Well, I mean, I think it's one of the ingredients of cultures we see today. Mm-hmm. So when I looked this up and I was like, okay, well, how does it? Well, yes, we have the uh, the stories, music, art um, of Native Americans. Uh, you know, not I wouldn't say that they're mainstream necessarily, but some of the fabrics certainly are probably, and mm-hmm. some of the um, and our our history, of course, is is uh, you know strewn with the Native American experience. Right. Um. The, I don't mean to be um. Trivial, but like lacrosse is a Native American right. game, right? Um, the canoe is a Native American thing. And I thought, like, while I'm thinking about this myself, not having been told what to think yet, I'm like thinking, am I saying something naive and hateful and belittling? But then I thought, no. Well, what's the Italian culture that's come in here? Mm-hmm. Certainly the food, right? Right. Um, and and you know, but and um. They 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 came with Judeo Christian values. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I'd even argue I don't think America was necessarily founded on Judeo Christian values as much as it was founded on Enlightenment values, which I see as a distinction. But okay, but generally there was an agreement that wanton murder. But I, I understand what you're saying. But okay, let's, let's mm-hmm. right. But so so okay. So then the Irish, what did they come over and bring? And what is their Right now, they're contrib- so, so. So what I'm saying is, like, it's hard to. We're a, a combination of all these elements, mm-hmm. but day to day, I'm sure that Italians and the Irish um, have their own brand of furniture that they that they built, their own way of making houses, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're certainly their own their own cuisine. I don't think anybody suggests the Irish excel at cuisine, um, uh, but. So so I don't I don't know and I look at okay I look at the the English mm-hmm. what do they bring over well certainly they brought over English right um to, to the speaking and right, language right uh, language certainly and when you talk about certainly. enlightenment values mm-hmm. um the importance of education right and um uh, and liberal uh, thought and dialogue although that wasn't necessarily an accepted thing when they came over here Repented. yeah although i mean sir, i think our legal system probably owes okay. the most to like the english common law system to the magna carta to the idea of um limited power of government okay th- these types of things so what did so jewish people what did they bring over um this feels things. like a very dangerous conversation doesn't it Right. So I, but the thing is, is that like I'm not sure what one thing 
was the big thing. And I've been trying to look this up. So I've got an, I've got an, unfortunately, when you, when you Google this in a certain way, you immediately get results that are activist results. Mm-hmm. So for the Italians, there's a lasting impact of Italian immigration on American culture. And they talk about, um, aside from language and food, Italians brought with them a rich history and understanding of art and culture. That's probably a broad brush. I'm sure some did. Mm-hmm. Probably some didn't. Uh, you know, a lot of people going through Ellis Island were were um, were not affluent people. Probably not educated. Um, from famous sculptors and painters to opera singers, the country already had its fair share of talent before people began to immigrate to America. Um, with the advent of the industrial age and the popularity of entertainment growing, many Italians shared their talent with others. An Italian by the name of Frank, Frank Capra went on to direct more than 30 feature films. But is that his Italian experience or his American experience that had him right. do films? Are the Godfather movies a contribution to American culture by Italians? Well, probably. It's an Italian-American author, right. an Italian-American director, and an Italian-American cast, except for um, But also, for though, Sonny. is that relevant if you're talking about... But these are, these are things that happened in America. The Godfather wasn't mm-hmm. made in Italy. But yeah, and also, is it relevant if you're talking about, like, we founded a new nation, and, like, what was the Italian contribution to the founding of America? I mean, I'm sure there were Italians here, to the extent that Italian Certainly. was an identity at that time, Certainly. which is and, 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 variable. And, and, and I don't know if you would consider the... Um... But the truth is that for better or worse, our founding did in a lot of ways exclude Native Americans. I mean, not that they didn't make contributions. Like, European settlers wouldn't have survived here if it weren't for the contributions mm-hmm. of Native Americans helping them in many, many ways, obviously. But because um, 90% of the Native population had been wiped out by the time Plymouth Rock even happened by diseases and, right, and but other that's things. Right? At least on the eastern seaboard, right? Right. But... So, and and then, you know, and then by the time we reach the founding of the nation, we've had wars with Native Americans. We can read about some of that on Tom's Substack um, prior to that. But um, I think that, that you know, and, it, and it's not necessarily a credit to the founders that uh, the Native Americans were largely excluded from the founding of the country. But I don't think that Native American culture... Uh, despite a few random internet articles about how the Constitution is based on the, you know, Iroquois mm-hmm. League or whatever, that that's sort of spurious. But um, you know, I don't think that they made a major contribution to the founding of this nation and the values upon which it was founded. You know, I mean, I think so, you could make a case that we would have been a better country had we incorporated more Native American values potentially into our nation's culture. But I, but I don't think that it would be historically accurate to say that the at the time of the founding that the nation was founded on a foundation of Native American values. I don't, I just don't think that that would be a, an accurate. Well, statement. and all, I don't know that there is a uniform single Native American value. I think that depended. You had many Native American nations, mm-hmm. you know, with different value sets. These were not, you know, we were not, they were not just one monolith. Mm-hmm. Um, and also when you say, I, I also think that we had all sorts of people coming into the country mm-hmm. with all sorts of objectives and all sorts of, uh, you know, missions. Um, and 
it's there's not as if that that the that the American ideal initially was also one monolith. Right. You know, things were the the, the colony of Virginia was a very very different place than the colony of Massachusetts or mm-hmm. the Commonwealth of whatever it was then. And I think uh, American values have changed a lot since settlers first arrived here fleeing religious persecution you know it wasn't that the settlers fled religious persecution and then came and started a colony where there was no religious persecution they i mean that's how we ended up with rhode island and all these other states is because they persecuted people right out of the massachusetts bay colony you know but um but many Native, native americans believed in tribes and not property Mm-hmm. And so they were many were, yes, they they were, were nomadic. nomadic, and that doesn't work next to, um, you know this 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 the this European settlement right. in mindset. particular, very British idea of property, property rights, right. land rights, yeoman farmers. That was not, yeah, that was incompatible culturally with the way that Native Americans lived when right. settlers. Arrived and then here. you talk about food resources, etc. Those are those are the sparks and tinder to make war, and mm-hmm. has happened. And we also they, they also made peace. And the French, you know, and the governments obviously the French government was behind was you know um, essentially using um, uh, what do you call that when you hire somebody to be a, a Mercenary? war mercenaries using Indians as mercenaries as mm-hmm. were the English, uh, and it was good money in it. If you're an Indian, this is good. This stuff gets you good right. stuff. You know, getting paid in uh, you know shillings or whatever it was, um, and and so this country is so incredibly imperfect. It's so funny. So it's a big, all big cluster bleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there was in there the Dawes Act comes around, right? And this was an attempt, a good faith attempt, I'm told at the time, to assimilate Native Americans so that you could stop. Okay. It's not working with you doing your thing and us doing our thing, mm-hmm. but we're we have the power, we have the upper hand here, but we still don't want wars and skirmishes all over the place. So we'll give you land and goods mm-hmm. and uh, other services if you act like Americans right. now and live by our rules and be educated by our rules, etc. Which was an attempt at assimilation, right? Which of course is something that is beneficial to uh, creating a society with some shared values, the ability to uh, communicate, to mm-hmm. transact, to the ability to speak at an ed- educated level with each other. Yep. At the same time, of course, now you're whitewashing away the culture of the Native Americans. <laughs> you're, right. you're undoing their language, their, their songs, their history, their belief systems, but it's mm-hmm. transactional. But well intentioned or not, you know it's it's looked back now by many Native Americans and mm-hmm. progressives as just a horrible thing of cleansing of. Well, it's easy to say now. Well, yeah, and I mean that's a mixed bag too because, for example, the uh, reason we know Algonquin now what it sounds like is because um, early Puritans who came to this area translated the Bible into it. So that's why that language is preserved. That's how it, how it got preserved. And, you know, so, so the assimilation was a mixed bag. And, and 
people certainly at the time didn't have the pers- the same perspective about it that we have now where it's erasing their culture. You know, they saw it as sharing their own culture and and you know doing something for Native Americans to to translate the Bible into their language and and talk to them about God. I mean, that wasn't trying to convert people was not considered and still isn't by most Christian missionaries considered offensive. It was considered right. a positive thing. Right. And so, so, so one it's of the less things I'm effective, at, I think, when you're killing. I'm looking at a picture of the 1899 Carlisle Indian School mm-hmm. football team. School sports were another part of encouraging assimilation, in this case, to American cultural attitudes about teamwork and following rules. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so fine. So, anyway, the conversation to me is very interesting. And I actually right. reached out and tried to get a Native American to talk. My obviously my my worry is that I'm just going to get an activist and we're going to be talking about uh, genocide and like that. I, I, I want to have the more interesting conversation, mm-hmm. but I do think it's fascinating. But because it's 2021, we can't ha- have a conversation. Morons have to erupt, and of course that's what happens in CNN. Watch how quickly this thing stops becoming a productive dialogue. So you heard Sam Torrum say what he we said. We birthed a nation. From nothing. I mean, there's nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but but candidly, that that there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Chris Cuomo had him on and immediately started beating him up. Rick, two problems. One, it's not accurate. There is a lot of affect from the Native culture on America. Uh, Absolutely. There are a lot of people here who believe in that. It would have been helpful and constructive had Chris Cuomo provided examples. Because right. it sounds to me like he doesn't believe it when he said it. Oh, there's mm-hmm. probably tons of stuff all over the place. Yeah, well, then say something, Chris. Do what we were just trying to do. Or we did. You know, mm-hmm. do, do that. But no, 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 no. That's not what this is about. And this seemed like you were yep. trying to erase diversity in the interest of some white no, no. Christian right. No, 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 no. That, 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 so now he's opened a new front. And what was kind of an interesting debate, he's opened a new front... An addition, disingenuous, right? You know, uh, war. No, no, what? Just, just to be clear, what I was not saying is that Native American culture. I, I misspoke. I was, I was saying. In the, what I was talking about is, as you can see from the run-up, I was talking about the founding of our country. I, I'd given a long talk about the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the ideas behind those, and that, 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 and I, and I was saying we sort of created that anew, if you will. <laughs> but. He's trying his best. I was not mm-hmm. trying to dismiss Na- Native Americans. In fact, I mentioned that because, yes, they were here and they did have an impact. In fact, in this country, you're right. They have a huge impact, particularly in the West and many other areas of the country where they have a huge impact on American culture. I was talking about it. He also is not elaborating, which is not mm-hmm. helpful. A huge impact. Yes, I, whatever it takes. Just don't cancel my CNN gig. And I misspoke in this respect. I was talking about the founding and the principles embodied in the founding. I would never. And, you know, people have said, oh, I'm trying to you know dismiss what we did to the native americans far from it uh the way we treated native americans was horrific uh it goes against every bone and everything i've ever fought for uh as as a as a leader this is the pound of flesh uh period of his response in in, in the congress i believe as the as 
our founding document says that we are endowed by a creator with unalienable rights and that we are all equal. And, and, and when we treat people as other or less than human, that's when America, that's when every country gets into problem. We did it with the Native Americans. We did it with, with respect to African Americans. I believe we're doing it with, with children in the womb today. So, Ooh, you lost them right there. No, 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 Rick. This is very personal and very passionate that we can't and, uh, treat people as different or other, and we get into a lot of problems. So far, he's doing, uh, he is, um, uh, he is grasping, he is groveling, he is doing his penance. Why would he even go on here with them? They don't care well, what he has to say. he's a contributor to CNN, so he's going to take his beating. I wasn't saying any of the things that the, the social media world is saying that I was saying. I was simply talking about the founding documents of the United States, not the col colonies, but the United States was based on these principles of freedom of conscience, religious liberty, and the importance of that as, uh, as, as a building block to the American dream. Now, the good thing about Chris Cuomo is that he's not going to let him talk this long without uh, saying something like a, the dumb cuff that he is. You're like me. You're a mutt who came here a couple of generations ago, Rick. You ain't no pilgrim. What is that supposed to mean? <laughs> what is that supposed to mean? You're not a first cluster either. You're also here in steerage, Rick. Like, weird. what a weird way to look at things. You ain't no pilgrim. Since when, by the way... <laughs> wait, God. So now this has gone to the Ringling Brothers, uh, you know, forum of debate. <laughs> okay. One. So the point yep. is that this is a continuation of an us. Well, the, I think also the other point is that Chris would probably want to make is that the pilgrims were mutts too, right? Or were they not mutts in his mind? And also, isn't the whole thing that we're talking about here that pilgrims weren't the first here? So they shouldn't right. be put in a special prize category? Mm -hmm. I don't know anymore because 2020 moron tsunami has hit this discussion mm -hmm. like every other discussion. And to them, and to them is the Native Americans, the black Americans, the gay Americans. They're all others. They're not us white Christian types. As he others white Christian types. I mean, nobody here has a leg to stand on. This othering is something that the left is thrilled to do at right. any moment they can. And this moron doesn't even have a grasp of it. But you, you ain't no pilgrim. Where do you go from there? But the white Christian types aren't even white Christian yeah, types. I, I, do you no, see why it makes no, people no, I, so, I just, so scared Chris, and so no, hurt? Well, People are scared and hurt because of... Because Rick Santorum said that there's not much Native American culture in our culture. Right. They're scared and hurt. Yeah, all I can say is if you just listen to what I said before your question, which is, you know, the No, Rick, he was thinking of his question. <laughs> he was going to thinking he was uh constructing the you're a mutt line, you ain't no pilgrim and put it together and in his mind thought, yeah, this is a this is a strikeout pitch. Beautiful thing about, you know, uh, the imperfect people that 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 put together our founding documents, they put together a pretty perfect say, saying, which is all men are created equal and endowed by a creator with rights. And and as I said before, we get into trouble in this country, and I agree with you. There are people who look at people as other, look at people as less than. Yeah, your party's and, led and by one of them right now. Uh, of course, it couldn't. It had to go to Trump. I don't think we want to conflate disagreements about public policy issues, mm -hmm. which are based, which have a whole lot of other ramifications, mm -hmm. and 
how we treat people as individuals. I, agree. I think we can treat people with respect and dignity and disagree with them on very important issues like abortion or like marriage and not and not just because I disagree with someone on the issue of marriage doesn't mean I hate them or see them as less than. I agree. And I think that's what I get accused of and that's wrong. Well, I think a little bit of it is context. Um, you ask for it with what you say and who you choose to carve out in terms of who you find acceptable and don't. You asked for it. Your associations on who you find acceptable and mm-hmm. don't. You know, and you could that you could easily turn that around on Chris Cuomo and certain uh, Airmanos of his. <laughs> you know, but you know who you associate with. That's fine. Okay, that's fine. And, and CNN had no problem associating with Jeffrey Tubin for all those years and associating with a a fable about Russians, etc. And whatever we can go on and on. We talk. About I mean, it all the time. Chris Cuomo's brother has uh, some problems i that, believe i uh, just mentioned no that i else. know but then you said other things instead um okay so then um then uh don lemon comes on the scene and he is beyond debate he is beyond discourse he is uh he needs a fainting couch i cannot i was furious watching the interview in my office i cannot believe the first words out of his mouth weren't i'm sorry i said something ignorant I, you know, I, I need to learn about the history of this country. No contrition. Didn't talk about, you know, the suffering that Native Americans. He said he made a mistake. Yeah. So what does he want? Didn't talk about the suffering of Native Americans? <laughs> How much time does he have there? That's, the point he also was, did. Didn't he say that we didn't we, treat we, Native we Americans bad. Well? Yes, he self-flagellated for a long time. I've had to deal with in this country. It was, I mean. He was answering Chris Cuomo's questions. Right. I think he, like you said, he mentioned that as well. The mistreatment. Da, 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 da. What? How much time is he supposed to spend on that? This was not about the suffering of Native Americans. It doesn't. Every time you bring up a group, doesn't mean you have to immediately go to how we f them over uh, in depth and what we did to them and how badly they've had it over the years. You can also just talk about a group of Americans, a group of people, and just talk about them with analysis and uh, facts and data and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to immediately take it and take a knee and admit that we screwed them and we're just an awful country, this and that. It's not productive. You can't have a conversation to move along if you have to do that every time you bring it up. Rick Santorum, really? Who did he think? Did he actually think it was a good idea for him to come on television and try to whitewash the whitewash that he whitewashed. I mean, it was it was. Hor- so this guy is just a low intelligence grifter who is going to just trying to formulate racial bromides to 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 throw around the room and is having trouble doing that. So now we're at whitewash the whitewash the white. In other words, that's right. This is race again. This is race again. Horrible. It was horrible and insulting, and I apologize to the viewers who were insulted by it because I was sitting in my office furious. That can't be right. (laughs) Furious to, as to, why? Because a former senator said that Native Americans didn't have a contribution into the uh, culture at the time of the forming of the country? I, I don't, I don't get, you're allowed to have... A, and a, we're not conceding what Santorum said was correct. And believe, I believe we talked about that. Mm-hmm. Of course, I think it's an overly simplistic view. Right, view, but they but I, right, and we 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 said that the Native Americans and the Irish and Italian and everybody else 
has had their contribution into this culture. There's no doubt about that. But to say that there's somebody's been harmed because you said that they didn't, that what an embarrassment. What an embarrassment that we're such a country of crybabies. Oh, that's me. Bingo. I've been victimized. Bingo. I get to be I get to have the floor now for a little bit to talk about. I was I was a victim. It's a nanosecond on CNN. It, it was so egregious and insulting and everything that we talk about, about the founding of this country. Europeans did not found found this country. <laughs> okay, so if Rick Santorum's view is overly simplified and not precisely correct, you know, the sort of like Judeo-Christian values built on an idea, da da da, like... That view that Europeans did not found this country is just off the wall. Like if that's if that's where we are in woke world that Europeans didn't found America, then I don't know what to. Well, th- this is just purely flat earther stuff. <laughs> this mean- is the uh, the the MG three seventy whatever plane is in the black hole that he said a few years ago. That's conspiracy theory stuff. Europeans right. didn't found the country. Of all the bold bleep that's going back and forth, etc., mm-hmm. we can all establish one fact that Europeans founded the country. Right. They did. Remember? That's why they're so bad, Don? Because the bad Europeans founded, <laughs> they founded the- it on racism and white supremacy. Exactly. And all on those the backs things. of. Yes. And, yeah. So. Eu- but- Europeans did found the country. The, the Chris <laughs> Cuomo sits there, processes this with his mouth open, and says, Oh, jeez, I can't believe this idiot just said that. Uh, what do I do here? Guys, guys, control room, control room. You gonna let that go? And they did. It was here. The Native Americans had this country before the Europeans came. It was here. <laughs> so is that what a country means? It's just it's a, a land spot mass. on the earth. Yes, a country is a land mass. That's it. Oh, good. Well, I declare but, that we have a new country here. That just on shows this you the small lot in West New Yes, Bay. it just shows you the Native Americans found it. They were here. It was here. It just shows you that. His argument is not based on anything factual. It's just not based on what he wants it to be. They had their own country that was very peaceful and just like this and better than this one. They had already done all... The United States of America was here. The, you know, the, the pilgrims landed on the United States of America where they were greeted by the I'm Americans. That the American immigration system let them in. I mean. Right. They were greeted by the Americans who uh, who were very nice to them, etc. That's great. This, how, I don't even know what to say because the thing that Santorum said, mm-hmm. which was an ill-conceived, ill-delivered thing to say. But I think his original point actually kind of goes to what Don Lemon's saying here because... I think what Rick Santorum's original point was is this is like the pretty much the only country, and I don't know if it's really the only one I'd have to, I'm not a historian, but his point that he was trying to make was that this is like the only country, major country that didn't just develop from what was there. So if the Native Americans, if Europeans had never landed in America, then something would have developed here, some civilization or group of civilizations that would have been its own naturally developed thing, like things that naturally developed in Europe. But people came here and deliberately, thoughtfully started a country with intention and purpose. And I think that was like kind of his point about what makes America unique is that they sat down and were like, we're going to make a country now. And most countries don't come out of that. Most countries, 
you know, organically rise up from what was there to start with, right? And so, so what Don Lemon is saying now is that that did happen in America. That Native American culture organically organically was a country already. It it was so egregious and insulting and... (laughs) Can you believe if he found that egregious and insulting and he believes that the country was already here when the Europeans got here? Mm -hmm. Can you imagine how distorted his actual worldview is, what he sees when he walks down the street? Everything that we talk about, about the founding of this country, <laughs> Europeans did not found, found this country. It was here. The Native Americans had this country before the Europeans came. The Native Americans. Is it, there was the, first of all, there's not just one, the Native Americans. Right. There's hundreds of thousands of tribes and different kinds of Native Americans. The Native Americans. You know, everybody was exactly the same. The Native Americans. They were very peaceful. They had this country first. Yeah, the Europeans conquered the country. They colonized it. But they didn't... They, it was it had nothing to do with the... Well, they couldn't colonize it if it was already colonized by the real colonists, which were the Native Americans. Right. Founding of this country. It was absolutely the founding of the country that the Europeans did. Yeah. That's how they set up all the systems... To oppress everybody, Don. <laughs> and he should recognize that. He needs to know that, especially if he's going to be on television. Is he, any hypocrisy happening? He should know that if he's going to be on Europeans television. Says the biggest the fool on t- the history of television. Representing us and talking about it. He should be doing it from the right perspective and not from some perspective about how, you know, what Europeans. No, that, that's the wrong way to look at it. It is. <laughs> the right way to look at it is the ahistorical way. That is the way he is. He's, it's all wrong. I'm sorry. It just is, says Don Lemon. It just is with no more information than that. But that is the truth. And I, I, I can't believe I just I was watching it going. I cannot believe this man is sitting here and doing this. It was like the for. And he like he, he missed He's mad that Santorum contended that Europeans founded the country. Instead of being mad at the penalty, which was Santorum saying that the culture didn't, Native American cultures weren't part of the establishment. Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter was like Native American Lives Matter moment for me watching that. That makes sense. He sounds like he's tearing up. Ask yourself this once, you know, you deal with the emotion of it. Why... Are things like that said? And why does he not apologize, but say... That's not for me to answer. When they say, okay, all clear on the Cuomo set, they must burst into freaking laughter. And they like, I can't believe you got through it, Chris. I can't believe you kept a straight face with this moron cried. We got to go, because we're not going to agree. I agree, because I know where you're coming from, and I love you, Don Yeah, I love you, too. We agree on the problem. What's the solution? We got to figure it out. I got a big, I got a solution, but anyways, not my decision. Thank you. See you later. This is CNN Tonight. I'm Don Lemon. So in the, in what we were talking about, and again, I'm not going to apologize. This is how I feel about this. This is, there he is. I don't feel like Europeans founded this country. Exactly. So I'm not going to apologize. Okay, great. Perfect. You ain't no pilgrim, Alice. (laughs) 
So that is where we are. That I'm is not that. a pilgrim. It is such a it's such a, an interesting conversation to me. I mean, if you could extract the idiots from it, mm-hmm. and and it's interesting. It, well, I, I just I had never quite thought of the founding of the country in terms of the the cultural contributions from different groups. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I had historically because I'm a fat idiot. I was like, I thought about who brought what food and booze, <laughs> you know. But uh, but other than that, you know, there's just a, there's a lot to there's a lot of little pieces and a lot of contributions. It's a complicated mm-hmm. in it's a it's a difficult country unless of course you just your entire belief system and fact collection is simply based on the fantasy of what you want it to be. Like the Europeans didn't discover the country; it was already here. Which is nice and easy to believe. Right. The, the black hole sucked the plane in. Yeah. Done. I can sleep now. Or, you know, I mean, but there there is a trend towards this on the left overall of this, like, just historical fantasy land mm-hmm. because they don't want this 1619 project is the, you know, the magnum opus of woke land. But, the, you know, there's all kinds of, like, Biden saying that a black man invented the light bulb. There's people on Twitter that believe that Beethoven was actually black and that it's being hidden from us, like the truth. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of like the, I mean, there there is all kinds of woke nonsense history. There's plenty of uh, you know garbage history amongst the small number of white supremacists that are out there too, but they don't have CNN shows. Right. So, but the idea that mainstream people believe this like totally fantasy history, like I said when I was when I was researching this a little bit, there are some people that contend the the founders like partially came up with the idea of the constitution from like the Iroquois Confederacy like I think they have one quote from somebody maybe Jefferson who mentions it briefly and so mm-hmm. but this was not a major they they didn't all sit down and go you know what's a great system of government the Iroquois Confederacy that would might have been something that some of them thought about in passing but it wasn't like the major influence but even then that's an actual debate Europeans didn't found this country is not a serious historical contention <laughs> right and as a matter of fact most progressives who have their ducks in a row uh, at least with their distorted progressive ideology would know that they can't have all their grievances unless that part's true that's mm-hmm. where it starts that's why you know the intersectionality comes into play because in uh you know mm-hmm. 1620 the the you ain't no programs got here and from there, the problem uh, only expanded and starts right there because those Europeans came over and they set up the European caste system. And uh, you, anybody who wasn't a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant was on the bottom of that caste system, and it carries through to today. Those legacies, those systems. Mm-hmm. Okay. In uh, Doctor News... She's a hell of a doctor. She's an amazing doctor. The Bidens visited a school, Joe and um, Pamela, Kamala... Cindy, what is Biden? Jill, Jill Biden um, visited a school, and they got a nice bit of honesty from one of the students. They're talking about being in school versus being doing it via Zoom meeting. Mm-hmm. And one student is um, very insightful. Yes. Well, I tell you what. Sometimes, like if um, if she like wouldn't let us like like if we were like really tired, then we can you know take a little nap. <laughs> yeah. 
turn off the camera. So if we get tired, do we take a little nap? This is during Zoom classes. And your teacher calls on you and they're like, where are you? Where are you? And if you don't know the question, just pretend like your mind doesn't matter. Oh, great. If you don't know the question, just pretend you're not, your, um, your mic isn't working. Mm-hmm. As the Bidens laugh along to what they helped cultivate right. because they're fealty Who to the says teachers kids aren't unions. Learning? Who says kids aren't learning in the pandemic? Yeah. They've learned plenty of new life skills. Well, that is a very American thing. I, I am proud of her for uh, saying that. Oh, Alice, 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 Alice. Where to go? Where to go? Where to go? Mm, okay, we're going to go to Roosevelt College. Have you heard of Roosevelt College, Alice? I have not. Roosevelt College is having some kind of school meeting where the public is involved or something. Uh, Roosevelt University, sorry. And this is in Chicago, I believe. This is Professors Ralph Martire and Gina Harris. And before the meeting, which is, I believe, at least semi-public, on the Zoom meeting, it's just those two, or so they think. So they're shooting the breeze about what really happens in their classes. I mean, I mean, it's all social justice all day, every day. Yeah, I always flip out the kids that take my master's class on fiscal policy and public budgets when the first three or four classes are devoted to philosophy of social justice. They're like, oh, man. Professor Martiri, this is a really weird way to teach a budget. Just so you guys know, you're on the you're on the mic in the auditorium. Okay, we're, we're cool with that. Yeah, we're cool with that. She says, thinking, "Holy bleep, maybe she, maybe they are cool with that. That's fine. We're cool with that." Can you imagine these? How they, first of all, why are people going to college with Professor Martiri? Why are you doing it? Just mm-hmm. don't do it, okay? And then don't if you do do it, don't beg for money from me. So you won't work for your own college, but I have to work for you to go to college to learn to be a freaking moron. No, thank you. Speaking of the, uh, you know, a report has come out recently showing that the CDC has been guiding, I'm sorry, sorry, the teachers unions have been guiding the CDC's guidelines. Mm -hmm. So in other words, the teachers union gets together with the CDC and the CDC supposedly is asking for input. And the teachers union says, not only will we give you input, we'll tell you exactly what to do and you're going to do it. And of course, we've seen this. What's going on? Yes, we can. Go ahead. So this is the, so this is, Jen Psaki gets a question about this saying, hey, there's a report saying the teachers union is telling the CDC what to do. Thanks, Jen. I just want to give you a chance to respond to the accusations that the American Federation of Teachers, the country's largest, second largest teachers union, influenced the CDC's guidelines on reopening schools. You had Republican Senator Tom Cotton saying that this is evidence of a politicized public health agency answering at the beck and call of the teachers union. So how does the White House respond? Well, I would say first that's false. Um, let's take a step back and talk about uh, how the CDC works. The CDC, it's actually long-standing best practice uh, for the CDC to engage with organizations and groups that are going to be impacted by guidance and recommendations issued by the agency. It doesn't mean they are taking everything they want. Yeah, so, uh, so first that's true, in other words. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, they weren't taking guidance from the CDC. What we do is we have a system here 
where where the CD goes around and takes guidance from other people. And so that's how we do that. Or even a percentage of what they want. But it's important to understand the implementation components. Um, they this is pleading guilty to the charge mm-hmm. is what's happening. Yeah. Do so to ensure uh, that recommendations are feasible and that they adequately address the safety and well-being of the individuals the guidance is aimed to protect. protect. So the CDC engaged with around 50 stakeholders that are on the front lines in this pandemic uh, and have requisite perspective for the guidance. The moment you hear the word stakeholder, know that you are being effed with. Right. I mean, imagine if Trump's CDC had been uh, forming their guidelines together with the Chamber of Commerce and... uh, that it come out that the Chamber of Commerce had crafted the, you know, restaurant and store reopening guidelines, there would have been an absolute storm of outrage at Trump and politicizing the CDC. The CDC's job is to tell people what is safe, what is risky, what is not risky in terms of public health behaviors. And then the teachers union is supposed to then use that information when they talk to the districts about whether or not the districts reopen. But the CDC is supposed to provide public health science information and then the stakeholders, quote unquote, are then supposed to decide what to do with that information in their daily lives. It's not supposed to be that the stakeholders get to determine what the CDC says the district can do. Right. Which is why when Rochelle Walensky said way back in January or February that uh, teachers can go back to school without being vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Uh, two days later, the CDC without Rochelle Walensky said, no, they can't because the teachers union had told the CDC uh, we make we the are rules not around going here. Back. No. Yes, we have the blessing of the president himself. We're not going back. Write something up, Rochelle. Get out there and sing like a bird because uh, we make the rules here. All right. the um, John Oliver is an F face, and I don't usually like to play this, but there's been this ongoing attack on Tucker Carlson. The left just can't handle, cannot handle this. Uh, hang on one second. Listen to a little music, please. When I wake up in the morning Sunlight hurts my eyes. Okay. <laughs> Nothing happened. All right. But so- the left is obsessed with Tucker Carlson. They cannot let it go. Every media channel is now the Tucker Carlson uh, rage fest. Mm-hmm. Every day. Two minute hate, Tucker Carlson. Right. They've got no Trump anymore. They're trying to get ratings back, yada, yada, yada. So John Oliver, who's not who's not funny, and he's got this, the English, you know, kind of English pricky thing about him. Mm-hmm. But, so what they have is, he's not good at making arguments, and you'll hear this, but what they do is they have these, uh, you know, well-crafted, way nuclear, multi-syllabical um, put-downs that he'll throw in there and feel very good about himself because he was looking in the mirror with his little needle nose and, <laughs> and, and English glasses saying it. So this this guy is just useless to me, but that this is a total temper tantrum is what intrigues me, and that's really all it is. He can't contain himself. Nobody r- did any good writing here. This is all just a guy angry as hell that he's not as good as another guy. Around 30% of Republicans say they won't get it. And it's not hard to see why. Because fears and doubts about the vaccine have flown around conservative media with one of the most prominent super spreaders being this f***ing guy. What about this vaccine? Why are Americans being discouraged from asking simple, straightforward questions about it? Questions like, how effective are these drugs? Are they safe? Do you need a reason to turn on the vaccine? And what happens if you do turn it down? Will you be allowed to fly on airplanes? 
or go to work or enter the front doors of Madison Square Garden? Oh, now they're telling us the vaccine has a delayed response. Okay, delayed by how long? They don't say. If vaccines work, why are vaccinated people still banned from living normal lives? Honestly, what's the answer to that? So maybe it doesn't work and they're simply not telling you that. Well, you hate to think that, especially if you've gotten two shots. But what's the other potential explanation? Okay, it is genuinely weird to see someone hosting a show on a supposed news network and ending every sentence with a question mark. That's not weird. No, he's asking questions. That's what reporters do. And Tucker said, I'm going to ask questions. And so he asked questions. So it's not generally weird whatsoever. That's precisely the theme of the segment. We have questions. How come people are angry at me for asking questions? So guess what this slimy does immediately? He gets angry at Tucker for asking questions, making <laughs> Tucker's point. Especially when answers to most of... Limey is a slur against the English. Did you know yeah, that? Yeah, you're not supposed to use it. I can use it. I am of English descent. Oh, okay. Those are my people, Alice. Mm-hmm. I'm allowed to use that. I don't think we get flagged for that. I'm allowed to use that okay. one. Thank you those questions are out there for anyone who cares to know. So, for instance, that last complaint that the CDC still recommends wearing masks indoors when around vulnerable, unvaccinated people does not mean the vaccine doesn't work. Clinical... No, no. You can infer that maybe it does mean that. ...trials found that the vaccines are spectacularly successful at preventing people from getting serious disease. As for whether they protect you from spreading the virus, the trials weren't designed to assess that, but evidence so far indicates that they drastically reduce transmission. The reason we still see mask and distancing recommendations is that the CDC is being cautious. But you don't need to be cautious if you're convinced fully, if you know fully... That it doesn't work unless there's a little bit of doubt. And if there's a little bit of doubt, now John Oliver is saying they're being cautious because there's some doubt. Well, now right. he's just saying what Tucker's saying, but in a different way. Right. And wants to be sure that it is not spreading bulls around during a global pandemic like a frozen dinner duke with a TV show. Anyway, I hope that answers. That's the dunk on him thing. Get it, right. Swanson? At least one of your gape-mouthed bad faith wonderings, Tucker, you scrunch-faced fear baboon. And the problem is... When people like Tucker raise questions without bothering to answer them, there is a lot of misinformation out there for people to then stumble on. Imagine how long he and his buddies, who weren't able to put together a debate point, worked and hammered and chiseled and came up with scrunched-faced fear baboon. (laughs) Awesome, guys. Awesome. Awesome. That's bloody well perfect. My goodness. I mean... Would it kill them to write a show about something else other than Tucker than just dissing Tucker Carlson? Limey, a noun, derogatory, informal, a British person. Mm-hmm. Uh, when referring to a British person, possibly in a form of endearment. Um, so there you go. Oh, I've known British people to be offended by it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so hold on. So now, I, so is this? Does that mean that this guy? Um, another late night comedian who has a different take on the CDC? Is he a scrunch-faced fear baboon? Okay, now look, people. I know science is difficult, and this is a novel virus and all of that, but who's running messaging at the CDC, huh? First they said, masks make us less safe. Oh, don't wear a mask. Then they said, masks make us more safe. And now, according to this new chart, masks can make you not safe again? In fact, this whole chart is trash. Yeah, I said it. 
How dare you? John Oliver is not pleased with you. Mm-hmm. You don't ask questions. You don't question the CDC like that. You're killing people. You know, you know you're killing people. Scrunched face and whatever else. I mean, for starters, this guy is in the least safe category, but he's wearing a mask. If it's not safe, even with the mask on, then don't have a guy there. Just have an X or something that signifies danger, like a skull and crossbones or a picture of R. Kelly. And the whole thing is too complicated. I have to sit here trying to interpret reds and yellows and greens. There's outdoor, indoor, outdoor, indoor, partial, indoor, outdoor with the people who might be vaccinated, partially vaccinated. This is unreadable. You don't see the Forest Service putting out flow charts like no fires unless the fires are in stone pits. Oh, you come from a long line of firefighters. Oh, you watch the weather and you know a rainstorm is coming in a few minutes. No, they say no fires or this bear is gonna eat your family. Who designed this chart? The same people who designed those parking signs in LA. And the really frustrating thing about this chart is that they've spent months, they spent five months telling us to get vaccinated. Oh, get vaccinated and this will all be over. Get vaccinated. And I was like, great, I'll get all the four vaccines if it means I'll get my life back. But now, now they're putting out a chart and it says, even if you get vaccinated, you can only do two more things without a mask on, (laughs) two? Guys, what the hell? The you're saying to people is incoherent. You're telling us these new vaccines are 95% effective and will stop coronavirus, but we still can't do anything without a mask on anyway. Which is it? He's Tucker Carlson. This is what I'm hearing. Tucker Carlson. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that uh, John Oliver is going to use that exact same insult for Trevor Noah, who I, I believe you know what? is of African descent. I think that he should be consistent. Is this one of the most effective vaccines in the history of the world, or does it not work? It's not clear messaging, especially if you're desperately trying to convince people to get the vaccine. Can you imagine if every time you ordered an Uber, it said, oh, your Uber's coming in five minutes, uh, but maybe also get a lift, you know, just in case. I mean, I already know that maybe the Uber could get into an accident on the way over, but if the app keeps telling me that, I'm gonna stop ordering Ubers. And yes, I know the CDC is just trying to cover all the bases because maybe there's a tiny chance you could get corona even if you're vaccinated. But if that messaging ends up convincing people that there's not much of a reason to get vaccinated at all, then we're shooting ourselves in the foot. Here you go. He, I, I, by the way, I do applaud his use of the swoosh noise in mm-hmm. there. It, it's a feel-good noise. Uh, all right. So Joy Reid so, also is... Oh, do you want to... No, go ahead. Joy Reid is also obsessed with Tucker. I won't play this whole thing. But she has now recalibrated her show to make it the counter-program against Tucker Carlson show. Oh, just for the record, I don't spend a lot of time watching Fox News or the BS Factory, as CNN's Jim Acosta more colorfully dubbed them this week. another one. Weekend. Personally, I prefer my news and information to be grounded in reality rather than monetizing my amygdala to keep me on edge and buying my pillows in gold. However... I love how they say, okay, guys, writing team, let's ratchet it up. I want you to all watch Tucker's uh, monologue and see what goes into his, and let's write a comedy monologue like that one. According to Media Matters, The Root, Crooks and Liars, and others who watch Fox News so you don't have to, at least three times in the last month. Well, Tucker Carlson took time off from badgering strangers in parks and bouncy houses to demand that they show him their children's unmasked faces to refer to moi as the race lady. The race lady. Why would he call me that? I mean, I used to run track in high school, but I mean, honestly, I'm not that fast. So what else could it be? Hmm, what else could it be? Watch the race lady on MSNBC. Harvard educated, but totally oppressed and absurdly racist claims, says the race lady from Harvard. 
Joy Reid, the race lady over at MSNBC, here's the race lady from MSNBC finally putting her Harvard degree to work. Oh, wait a second, Harvard-educated race lady? Now you're really confusing us. Well, Joyanne Reed, the race lady over on MSNBC, took a quick break from haranguing Whitey yesterday. Did he say Whitey? Oh, honey, honey, Tuckums. Is this really about me fixating on race? Or is it about you fixating on race? I mean, when you recently went off on me for continuing to mask up post-vaccine while jogging in crowded Central Park, you weirdly, as you did in that montage, threw in my attending Harvard. Now, I don't know, maybe I'm sensitive to this stuff, but it felt kind of like a dog whistle. Oh, there she goes with race. Dog whistle. Dog whistle. Tucker mentioned, just like what John Oliver said, you know, asking questions. Tucker mentions race, says that she talks about race all the time, and she can't help herself, but within a minute and ten seconds, (laughs) go right to race. I mean, did you want want to go to Harvard? Did, Did they reject you? And you think, oh, yeah. And he also calls her Harvard woman, and she can't help but going right to Harvard. Yeah, they let the race lady in. Blah, affirmative action. Blah. Well, listen, let me cheer you up, okay? I got into Harvard and, okay, Yale, Vassar, and the University of Denver, too, because I had a real... But I'm not obsessed with my college, my Harvard degree, or race, as I go right into the only tools I have, which is race. Have we had enough of her, else? I've had enough okay. of Joanne Reed. But, yeah, it's... Uh, it's incredible. They cannot handle that somebody on another TV station might say something negative about them. No, no. And so now they're getting ratings. And I understand uh, I've been uh, I've been a follower in the ratings and platforms I've worked for um, uh, rather than a leader in ratings. And I understand that sometimes it's just better to play the other guy's programming on yours. And that's what they're doing here. They're running his Tucker's right. show. Um, okay. I am done. I am going to get Sally Shattuck. So I have a question, though. In a few minutes. Hold on. Do uh, we? Are you not doing the cop that pulled over the lady? Did what? Did I not do it at all? No. Do I have it? Do you not? Do I not? Uh, oh, I did with Jerry today. Uh, I don't think I have it. Um, I guess I could grab it. I guess I, I guess I could grab it. Come you on. grab it while I talk about a couple more stories. Uh, speaking about people who are obsessed with race. Uh, Glenn Kessler, fresh off his NPR interview, wherein he explained why he had to question uh, Tim Scott's background as a black man and as in his oppression level. He was checking to see if his oppression level really aligned with his life story that he tells in campaign ads. Uh, Glenn Kessler wants us to know now that... Uh, that Justice Clarence Thomas, long silent, has turned talkative. So he posted this story on his Facebook today. The New York Times is uh, writing about uh, Clarence Thomas. Hyundai Santa Fe well versus Subaru Outback. Go ahead. And uh, they're complaining that he has uh, for too long been quiet and now he's asking too many questions at the <laughs> Supreme Court. I mean, and Justice Thomas has talked about this before. Um English isn't his first language. Did you know this about Justice Thomas? No, really? He was raised speaking a Creole dialect, Gullah, which is actually really unusual in the United States. So he's often been kind of sensitive about his his speaking in English because it, he was raised um, speaking Gullah at home. So, but anyway, uh, just it makes one wonder why uh, Glenn Kessler is so obsessed with uh black republicans it's kind of odd but uh you know that's that's where he is 
California is also concerned about race, but they're concerned, like Virginia was, about equity in uh, math classes in the public schools. So they're working on a new, every seven years they go through their curriculum frameworks and they're reworking them now. They have a 2021 uh, mathematics framework that wants to get rid of the idea of gifted students and get rid of separated math classes. So they'll still um, offer some math classes as electives. Like in high school, calculus will be offered as an elective if you want to take it. But there will be no grouping of students by ability, no algebra one for eighth graders, and uh, no calculus as a standard course for high schoolers. So Right. So they're um, destroying all the gifted classes mm-hmm. are going away, which was it, one of the ways if the kids hadn't been so underserved by the public schools in crappy communities, um, one of the ways that black students could get on a good track to success. Right. So and it is interesting because what you say is really true that despite the fact that you can see racial inequities in gifted programs. So this report where they're writing this cites that 32% of Asian American students were in gifted programs, 8% of white students, 4% of black students, and 3% of Latino students. Hmm. So there is inequity in that. But what they've found is that, for example, now that there are more colleges aren't looking at standardized tests, what ends up happening is they end up relying more heavily on, say, the student essay. Which, as it turns out, is more biased against kids from bad backgrounds, right. kids, black kids, whoever, right? So, because the rich parents in Wellesley pay all kinds of tutors and writing helpers and people to help their kids write the essay. I mean, that's best case if they don't just pay somebody else to write the essay, period. But um, standardized tests, while flawed and while they do reflect the inequities of our society at large, often they are less susceptible to gaming by rich and privileged students than many, many other forms of determining who goes to colleges. So this whole thing is misguided, but it's a trend now. Um, I don't don't know. I'm becoming more of an advocate for homeschooling by the day, and I certainly am after uh, seeing the video of the teacher who got pulled over in California recently. Yeah, yes, you are, ma'am. Good morning. Which is, and the speed limit is 40, and I was going 38, so why are you harassing you me? You are correct. I pulled you over because... because you're a murderer. Because uh, yes, I started to record because you can't you're a murderer. Be a, you can't be on your cell phone I, I while you're driving. I was on my phone. I was recording you because you scared you can't, me. You can't use your cell I phone while you're recording. I can record you. May I have your driver's license? I, it's, it's at my apartment. What's your apartment? It's at my home. I'm just taking my son to his. Do you therapy. have a, Do you have your driver's license? I it, I mistakenly left it at home. Do you have a picture of your driver's license? Yes, I do. May I have it? And can you call your supervisor, please? Because I, I already did. He's on his way. Good. I understand. It's coming out of one. Okay. And so you're giving me a cell phone ticket? Is that why you're harassing me? not harassment. Yeah. I, I am enforcing the law. I have a right to and record the police when they're harassing me. By all means, but you can't do it while you're driving. I was, I can, I wasn't, doesn't texting or none of that. Do you have, and you had that you picture? you scared me and made me think you were going to murder me. Okay, well, I'm sorry you feel that way. Well, you're, that's not just a feeling, you're a murderer. Okay. Can you zoom in on that for me, Sure. Jay? Thank you. And That'd I'm be an exciting class. legal, and I'm a teacher, so oh. there. Congratulations. Murderer. So there, murderer. You're a murderer. What's your last name? I can't see that there. Well, if here you, you stop, go, stop shaking. 
Zoom in on that for no, me, man. No, because you're scaring me. Oh, you're threatening to kill me and my son. Can you get me? Okay. Well, you, you, I'll tell you what. You keep smiling. Yeah, you're on camera. You keep, you're, you're trying to threaten to kill me. I'm I not didn't smiling. Say that. You're the one who's doing Hold that still. I can't see that. Uh, is this your car? Yes, it is. And you're trying to say I stole my own car because you're jealous? <laughs> yeah, is that what I don't that's think about? so. You wait for me right here, okay? You're jealous. Because she's got a Mercedes. Is your signature? He's only citing you for using your cell phone while you're driving. That's it. Hey, good man. Sign inside for the red box a, right there. For him being a Mexican racist. What is that name? Gas. It's under citation, man. Here you go, Mexican racist. <laughs> you're always going to be a Mexican. You'll never be white. You know that, right? <laughs> You'll never be white, which is what you really want to be. You there you go, be dear. White. With a Mercedes. Day. You want to be white so bad. <laughs> I'm not sure that's the tack leftists should take when speaking to police uh, officers. Of you want to be white so bad. Who doesn't want to be a, like that organism in that car? So if you have your kids in the California school, the time to panic is uh, now. Uh, you can let us know how things are going over there, wherever you live. We're on Twitter at Burn Barrel Pod. He's Tom Shattuck. I'm Alice Shattuck. We're also at burnbarrelpodcast.com. We're at facebook.com slash burnbarrelpodcast and on Gab and Parlor at burnbarrelpodcast. We have a YouTube channel that's Tom Shattuck's Burn Barrel there, and you can email us, Tom Shattuck's, or sorry, burnbarrelpodcast at gmail.com. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.